Hi folks, Curtis Shelburne here, and welcome to the Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. A good place just to be and breathe and hang out for a while as we share some words about life in Christ. And that's all of it, I think. Life, that is. The good, the bad, the fun, the sad, the deepest joys, the toughest sorrows, all of it. I think we're going to have a good time, and I hope you enjoy this. I hope you tell your friends about it, and I hope you come back. This episode, episode number 55, is called A Job for a Steeple Stabilizer. Well, I hope that gets your interest peaked just a little bit at least. We'll talk a whole lot more about that in just a little while. I don't know about you, but I like where I live. I really do. Now, for all of us, wherever we live, there are, of course, pros and cons. The biggest pros for me, I think, are the people here. And, of course, a whole lot of the people in this area are people that I've known for a good while because I've lived in the area almost all of my life. I really like it here. My family's here. My grandkids are here. I mean, in the area, not too far away. I can easily see them. We can get together without too much trouble. And that really kind of cinches it for me. I see those same articles that you do about people that moved off to, oh, I don't know, somewhere a long way off, another country somewhere. And the cost of living really is cheap. Your money will go a whole lot farther than it will here. Although this is not so bad right here compared to New York City, for example. And yet, as tempting as it might be to go off to some exotic place, my people are here. I like it here. In the area in which I live, there are just some great people. We used to call them salt-of-the-earth people. A lot of the folks that we live near are just good folks. We enjoy going to the football stadium with them or to the gym to watch our kids play basketball. We enjoy being with them, doing business with them. We may not like what the plumber tells us about how much that repair is going to cost, but we've known him for years. We've known his family, and we know he's telling us the truth. After all, we kind of have to live together. And so you can multiply that a thousand times. I like it here, largely because of the people. I even like the climate, mostly. This is a good place to live. We get some really hot days in the summer. We get some really cold days in the winter. But we have seasons, and I like that. I like it when winter comes around and we have a chance, at least, for some snow. I like snow. I like fireplace weather. It's one of my favorite. But I also like summer. It's pretty hot here during the day, but where we live in the high plains of Texas, because of our altitude, it gets pretty cool at night, and I like that. So I like seasons, and I like having four discernible seasons. And yet I can get a little bit grinchy about one particular facet of our climate. It's the wind. I don't care what the temperature may be. I really don't, as long as the wind is not blowing. But it seems sometimes, especially after we've had a week or a few or some really terrible days of wind, that it's blowing all of the time. And for a good while now, we've been in a drought. I do not like that feature of this place. It's far wider spread than just our place, but it's really getting pretty serious. I sometimes say, well, it used to rain, but it never rains now. I like snow, but we don't even get much snow now. That's moisture, and we don't get much moisture now. 
we have days when the wind blows so hard, and if we get any moisture at all, it's just a sprinkle or two, just enough to put some mud on your windshield. That's not anything beautiful about anybody's climate. And then the wind seems to hang on. Not only are we in a drought, we can't get the wind to stop, it seems. Even if we get a little attempt at moisture on one particular day, you can be pretty sure that we're going to have two or three days that follow it where the wind blows at an insane rate. And there goes the water, you know. And in our particular area, here comes the dirt and the dust. Oh, I know what the weather prognosticators in our area are talking about when they say, maybe in midwinter, we're going to have a few spring-like days. Well, if it was the end of winter, and you think they're talking about some little blades of green grass starting to stick their little heads up, if you think they're talking about some just beautiful, gorgeous weather, you might be right, but you're probably not. Around here, it seems that spring-like means the wind just doubles or triples, and you're going to have small animals, rodents, little children flying by in the breeze, and a whole lot of real estate changing farms. This is not good. This is miserable by anybody's standards. We've all heard stories of the Dust Bowl days when the wind blew and the dirt blew, and it just blew and blew, and it didn't stop for weeks. And I've heard stories about folks who lived in shacks, basically. They couldn't keep the dirt out of their houses. I've even heard some horror stories about a mother with little children, and she just finally couldn't take it any longer and went crazy and did terrible things. You know, those are horror stories for sure. But I don't know, going crazy in weeks and weeks of wind might be the only sensible thing to do. No, I do not like the wind. Recently, we have had a lot of it. A few weeks ago, we had several days in a row of what I thought was just pretty terrible wind. And then on a Sunday afternoon, it happened to be February 26, we had the most horrible wind I think I have ever seen. And we had another big problem that I'm going to tell you about. I haven't cleaned up yet from that terribly windy day. The dirt is in my garage floor. I blew some of that out the other day. The dirt is out in my shed on the floor. I need to blow it out. It was a terrible day, but we survived. I can't imagine the economic impact of that kind of wind. Even if it blows for just a day, wow, you've got so much dirt moving. You've got so much land moving. You've got so many problems related to the power, for example. We lost power during a good part of that particular Sunday. You've got auto accidents. You've got all sorts of health problems that come up. You've got just a mess in so many ways. It has to be a huge impact economically. But I tell you, it is definitely a huge impact with your emotions. It is just utterly depressing. The dirt, the dryness, the terrible sound of the blowing outside your window. And then you look and you see, maybe you should have changed the weather stripping on that back door because there's dirt coming in under the sill. All of those things are just depressing as they can be to me. And then, of course, in our country, we will have a day or two that are just gorgeous. And you realize, well, I guess I could live in a lot worse places. But the wind's a problem, and it was a particular problem recently with a situation we had going on at the church. 
and I'll tell you about that in just a few moments. I'm not going to do much of an ad today. In fact, the fellow I'm doing the ad for doesn't even know I'm doing it. But I want to tell you just a little bit about Dave Cleveland. I've done a couple of albums in Nashville. Really enjoyed working with those guys up there. They have almost all of them played on Grammy Award-winning albums. And I guarantee you Dave Cleveland has. So I was up there working on another album. And I talked to Dave and I said, Dave, I'm about to start a podcast and I need some intro and outro music. Could you do me just some short little guitar riffs that might be appropriate for that kind of thing? And that's what he did. And that's what you've heard. And it's kind of become a signature of this podcast. I love what he did. I've never heard Dave play anything that I didn't love. In fact, all of those guys up there, if you could just hear the tracks that they created without my voice on them at all, my job was just not to mess it up. It would be more than worth the price of the music. Those guys are amazing, and I love to listen to them play. I love, for example, to pick an instrument and just try to train my ears to listen through the piece of music and just listen right at that particular instrument, focusing on it. You'll find that Dave, for example, with the guitar, does several passes on a particular song. He'll play this type of guitar and that type of guitar, and he'll play this kind of rhythm and that kind of rhythm, and he'll make several passes. And so he's playing on top of himself a number of times in almost any song that we've recorded. I am just amazed at what he does. I like to fiddle with the guitar a little bit, but after I hear Dave, I either want to play it more or I want to put it in the closet and never play it again. So I'm just telling you, if you go to Amazon and you plug in the name of Dave Cleveland, you will find some of the music that Dave has done on his own projects. It's all good stuff. And I would encourage you, anything you find with the name of Dave Cleveland on it, you ought to seriously consider ordering that music. It will be good. In fact, I'll tell you also, go to YouTube and listen some. You plug in the name of Dave Cleveland and your ears will get a treat. And you can watch it happening on YouTube. There's some great stuff there that Dave has done. You'll have fun with this, I promise. And so I'm just telling you, you might consider buying a little bit of his music. It's great, great stuff. And he's a great guy, just as good a guy as he is talented. And that's saying a lot. If you want to, I'd invite you to go over to my website at www.curtisshelburn.com. That's C-U-R-T-I-S, no space here, S-H-E-L-B-U-R-N-E.com. You'll find a lot of good music there for some listening and for some purchasing. And I'd love for you to listen to it and hear what we've done. I think you'll like it. That's www.curtisshelburn.com. And now, let's focus on faith. I like steeples. I've always liked them. The church I grew up attending was an A-frame structure with a fellowship hall attached, and it looked like a church. But a steeple would have vastly improved the building. I like them. And that is one reason I was particularly hurt the other day when our church's steeple decided to consider leaving the church behind, presumably to seek spiritual care and ecclesiastical mooring elsewhere. Okay, I will admit that steeples don't have spirits, but they point our spirits in the right direction. No, 
You don't have to tell me for the ten millionth time that the church is the people and not the facility, up to and including the steeple. But a good church, the building, is a very special place. Place matters. So much that is beautiful and holy has gone on in our particular place. So many amazing people have worshipped in that place that you won't catch me considering it common, though it's bricks and mortar, rafters and joists, are about as common as any you'd find at Thomas's Totally Fine Tacos. When I say that the steeple recently decided to consider a move, well, that deserves a line or two. For years, when I'd be working on the audio-video computer and that equipment up in the front part of the balcony, and the weather was windy at all, which is almost always, I've heard some bumping sounds that I thought were just normal building noises. But during a recent particularly disgusting blow, I looked outside at the steeple and then decided I'd better take a look inside by removing the access panels from the balcony ceiling. Yep, two iron brackets and their steeple tethering bolts and nuts were moving more than you'd like for your steeple hardware to move. This may have been happening for years. I suspect it has to some extent. But it's one of those things that once you know about it, well, something needs to be done or it will get worse. And it did get worse. And that's a problem. If you become afflicted with a boil on your nose and go to an ear, nose, and throat physician, an otolaryngologist, seeking health and help, you are likely to be disappointed. Though you quite naturally consider the pain to be a proboscis, that's a nose problem, and the doctor's credentials specifically mention noses, the nose guy will probably blow you off and send you to a dermatologist. And what about a steeple guy or gal? Were we in New England where beautiful steeples abound, I think we could find some bona fide steeple specialists. They call them steeplejacks, but we're not. The best we can find might be folks whose work very occasionally involves steeples. They like doing roofs, or they like doing carpentry, but steeples, not so much. If you're a steeple specialist and you listen to this, well, maybe we ought to get in touch. I'd like to have your contact info. The last time I was up on the roof doing external steeple work, just replacing the lights, I was moved to prayer, and I resolved it was really the last time, not for prayer. Even from the inside, I've already done much more work temporarily shimming those iron braces than I'd really care to. If you hear of a pastor being rescued by the fire department as he was stuck up inside a steeple, you'll know I made a very poor decision. Steeple amputation is something we're not considering. That church was built for and with a steeple. Some churches are not, and that's fine. Some churches, as in the people, have done an amazingly fine job with buildings of all sorts. Nothing matters, of course, if the church's first and deepest love is not Christ. But I wish all well, whatever their style in worship or architecture, whatever their number in attendance, who proclaim his name. I will admit that I'm a bit opinionated. I don't care much for the presently popular church-in-a-box architecture coupled with the meant-to-be-exciting, trendy, one-word church name 
all of which could easily belong to one of the presently popular houses of worship built to enshrine various sports endeavors. It all seems so canned, shallow, and temporary. If a church proclaims Christ, the fully human, fully divine Son of God as Lord, I rejoice. But if I am ever involved in building a church, as in the building, though such architecture is presently unpopular, it will have a steeple. It will have bells, as in a carillon system that sounds like bells, which is about as much as most of us could afford. And very likely, it will have kneelers, since bodies and spirits are connected, and kneeling is good. And yes, if you're a plumber with a steeple-stabilizing side job, and you're good at it, I'd love to have your contact information. I'll have my cell phone, even if I'm up inside the steeple, waiting for the fire department. Well, I think I'll cheat a little bit and tell you a little bit about the end of the story. I'm not going to tell you the end. I'll just tell you that the steeple saga ends very well. I may tell you a little bit more about it in a future podcast. It's kind of fun, and I think there's some lessons that can come from this. Anyway, thank you for joining us on this Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. I'm so glad you chose to join us, and I hope you'll come back and spend some time with us again. If you like it, why don't you tell some friends about it? Sure, would appreciate it. Have a great day.